Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Believe in Vikings. B Mac and Baker. I am your host, Dustin Baker, here with Brian McKinney. Tonight, he played for the Vikings, Ravens, and Dolphins. I got Ron Saw and Cora, who's been on the show about yeah, six, seven, eight, nine times. She's back, hasn't been on in a while. So, we're here to pick her brain for the offseason. We're going to talk about Bryant's connection to the Raven, how Ravens, how he feels about Baltimore hosting Patrick Mahomes' Chiefs this weekend. I want to pose a question to the group about Kirk Cousins' contract. It seems like uh, most Vikings fans kind of feel if he'll come back at a discount, then so be it. If he's too expensive, let him walk. So I want to ask this panel, Kirk at $40 million, yes or no? That's probably when it becomes too expensive. I want to gauge their interests. I want to ask them kind of as the draft is getting somewhat close, three months away, three months from the t- Thursday, in fact, uh, the Vikings will draft 11th. So I want to ask them, are they thinking about defense or quarterback with the first pick? And then if we have time, I'll, I'll ask them about the possibility of Mike Zimmer being the defensive coordinator for the Packers. The Packers fired Joe Barry and a lot of Packers fans want Zimmer in the saddle. First, though, betonline.ag. It's playoff time, and the road to Vegas goes through San Francisco and Baltimore. BetOnline is your number one source for playoff football odds, stats, trends, and betting lines. With everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props. Head to betonline.ag today and stay updated on all of the action. Bet online, the game starts here. And we're back after a week off. We're talking Vikings football. We are two and a half weeks into the offseason. Uh, it's kind of the usual speculative stuff that's going on this week. The Vikings added AJ Green the third, not the wide receiver, a cornerback from Quasi Dafamins' Browns days. That was a little bit of information. A couple uh, former Vikings coaches like Jared Johnson are interviewing for offensive coordinator jobs, but it's mostly speculation. Uh, we should have a verdict on Kirk Cousins' status within the next, I'd say, five, six weeks, probably late February, uh, early March. Cora is back on the show. She has just joined us. I'm going to start with Cora. She uh, is the guest of honor. First of all, how you been? Good, good. How have you guys been? We've been marvelous. We're glad we connect again. We're waiting for Bryant. I think he's joining tonight. Um, but a familiar topic, I'm going to ask you about Kirk Cousins right out of the gate, Cora, because we are waiting on that all, almighty domino to fall. Um, I think that most Vikings fans have settled on, hey, if he comes back at a discount, let's do it because of how well he played this season or last season, depending on how you look at it, especially the game that he got hurt against the Packers. But I am of the opinion that the hometown discount, some people think in reality are wildly different. So I'm going to ask you this tough question. If Cousins doesn't budge altogether and $40 million is the mark, whether it's one year, 40 million or two years, 80 million, would you pay him that with or without drafting a quarterback with the 11th pick? I think so. Here's my thought. If we if we get him back at that price, I think we just have to admit that we're not going to go to a Super Bowl because I don't think we can. I don't think he's good enough to make up for the holes that we will have with a larger contract price. I think he's excellent and I think he's good. And I think like if he had the hometown, quote unquote, discount that he Mm -hmm. would be 
we could, we could go there for sure. He's good. He's, he's amazing. He's awesome. I just don't think that he is good enough to push it over with what we would lose out on. Yeah. He probably, because we are so many holes in the defense. Yeah. He probably, and I don't have think done you it by can, now. Yeah. And I just don't think you can make up for all those holes in the draft. You have to have vet- veteran guys and they cost money. <laughs> So um, I think I w- I wouldn't be mad if he came back at 40. I just think the expectation would be that we would not make it to a Super Bowl. Yeah, because I been... just I mean, I would take him back. I thought he was phenomenal. It would be amazing to see him prove everyone wrong. <laughs> that would be awesome. But I I just don't think we would. I think we'd get into playoffs. And I think what happened this year would happen again. Because there's just too many holes. Daniel Hunter is a free agent, so they need two edge rushers or one. If you assume Hunter will be back, uh, they can probably yeah. afford to upgrade the, the defensive tackle spot once and for all. They're usually content going with Jonathan Bullard or Shamar Steven from the Zimmer era. That can stand to be improved. Uh, some think that the cornerback is a need. They got more safeties than Skittles in a, a bag, so they're good at safety. Uh, and then they have one off-ball linebacker role to fill, whether that's Jordan Hicks or a free agent or a rookie. So, indeed, there are some defensive things to to look at, especially with Flores in his second year when he was in control in Miami. They climbed from the worst in the league pre-PA per play to seventh in his second year. So we have, hopefully, that jump to look forward and to. Even did... He did some amazing things this year with not very much talent. So maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I hope I am because I mean, I guess maybe not. That was a bad way to put it. There was a lot of talent Mm -hmm. and I think he utilized everyone's talent. Like perfectly rather than, you know, just playing what he thought they should do. I think everyone was in their prime spot, but I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, it can always get better with better personnel. Uh, Ron, I'm going to ask you this. I I guess I'm of the prediction that Cousins will probably be back like at two years, 70 million. That's what I think will happen while they also draft a quarterback. Well, there's J.J. McCarthy to sit and watch. But let me let me ask you the $40 million question. If that is as low as he'll drop, you know, he's a, a shrewd businessman. Would you spring for Cousins at 40 mil per season? I would, um, in the sense that nothing is a guarantee as far as any of the rookies. Like Caleb Williams could be the next best thing, or he could be dogs. We don't know about any of these guys. What you do know is you have a quarterback that financially is at that forty million is right. It, it's not an overpay. It's you know not a really a hometown discount, but it's right in line with what he should be getting and. From my track record, when you have a good player at a position, you don't let them walk. It just we've seen it far too often where we're bringing in old ass guys. I remember I, I was going back to when I first started watching the Vikings, and I remember it was the year before we got Warren Moon, and so whatever you know, ninety three, ninety four, whatever that was, and then looking at the quarterbacks that we've had since then, the Warren Moons, the you know, the Randall Cunningham, the you know, even bringing in Jeff George, all these guys, we've never had a guy we've had stability with and that's what Kirk Cousins is he's stability so while I look at the offense and outside of the quarterback spot the rest of the offense is pretty much set you know minus maybe a wide receiver three um or you know backups depth guys like the offense is set and obviously you can sprinkle in a running back here and there but so for me if you bring them back even if it's 40 million we've found ways to 
to maneuver the cap in far worse situations. And the Saints every year are eighty million over. They find a way to at least really make it happen. So. <laughs> Yeah, so I look at like the Rob Brzezinski's of the world and how they're able to maneuver and utilize the cap, whether it's an extension to O'Neill or, you know, being able to fit these other pieces in. And I still see the money that, you know, we're able to spend on defense. We're getting 13 million back on Marcus Davenport. So like, that's a big piece right there. Dwight Lowry, who was absolute shit this year too. Like, you know, there's, they've spent money in places and it just didn't work. Like Byron Murphy, I think played well. Um, and I think he'll be back. Um, but the rest of it are all guys on young contracts. So there's going to be money to spend on defense. They just have to hit the right spots you know whether that's christian wilkins whether that's um you know patrick queen those type of guys they'll find a way to make it work so i'm not worried about the dollar amount of the quarterback i look at this past weekend with josh allen and dan or like who i respect his opinions and i think he's great at what he does but what his hard on is for josh allen i don't understand and i want everyone to have the same concept of what josh allen is to his team that's what kirk is to this team in in a sense like he can't do it all by himself and yet josh allen um justin herbert there's these quarterbacks who are making more than kirk that for seemingly have these long leashes that oh it's not his fault whereas i'm watching the game and i see first down and you're missing digs wide open for a check down and you're going for the end zone. Josh Allen makes stupid decision after stupid decision, which is why I will, <laughs> I will die on the hill that he will never win a Super Bowl because of stuff like that. So, but no one else is talking about the, well, they can't afford to pay anyone else because they have Josh Allen. They have Stefan Diggs. Teams find a way to make it work. So you have a guy who, again, I'm not saying sign him to a five-year, $200 million deal, but you have him for, you know, two years, I think it is, is a fair number because at that point you don't know if he's going to turn into Matt Ryan or Phillip rivers and Mm -hmm. lose that arm strength. But these type of quarterbacks can play a lot longer than, you know, the Russell Wilson's of the world who you utilize their feet a lot more than others. So um, I just don't want to see us move off that spot unless they have an answer. And honestly, I can't say that at 11 that I see, you know, even if it's Jaden Daniels, like, I mean, yeah, he was great in that system that they ran, but I don't know how that's going to translate to the NFL. So while J.J. McCarthy at 20 years old is makes the most sense because stylistically he would fit this offense, he has time to develop. Um, but if they see a guy that they want, like I've said all along, if they champion for a guy, great, I'm all for it. But I don't want to be stuck in that lull of, you know, where we have a end up with a Christian Ponder and then it sets their franchise back even more while you have the best running back in the league and you can't utilize that skill set. So um, I'm all for bringing them back. Um, you know, if it's 40 million, it's 40 million. Cause again, the cap's a myth. Like it's proven year after year. So they'll find but a way. Uh, proven because so the only quarterback who has ever proven that he can win on a high salary is Patrick Mahomes. I mean, like, oh, Peyton Manning did it all those years. Like, I mean, it's it can be done. You, you obviously like, need the right pieces. You have um, to and be I'm not comparing an exceptional quarterback, right? But then, like, I'd rather at least have that opportunity to chip in the chair rather than being like the Bears can't find a quarterback and just suck for years. Or you know, like, I, I wish we could be like the Packers and just draft one and they look like they're going to be the part. Like Jordan Love, <laughs> like he looks legit as much as it pains me to say that, but I don't want to, you know, be rolling the dice on and get a Daniel Jones, a Zach Wilson. There's too many guys that just flat out suck. And, 
you know, look, look at Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy, he last pick in the draft playing great, but then he's also not a guy that you would trust to go out and have that Patrick Mahomes type role. So um, it's yes, we're, we're always in this quarterback purgatory in the middle ground, but we have a legit top eight to 10 quarterback in the league. Like, you know, with young pieces on the offense around them, um, you, all you're going to do if you bring in a young guy that sucks, um, it's going to push the trajectory back even further. And then JJ is going to want want out. And even though I don't think he has that really in his personality, um, he's not a digs. But uh, Jordan I mean, Addison, I think, could be like, uh, Jordan Addison could be like that, where he, hey, he's not getting the targets and he could want out. So um for, for the first time in a while we've had we have an offensive line with stability and you know we have the bookend so again I'm all for drafting and finding that right guy do I necessarily trust this front office to do that not necessarily because their guy this year was you know 25 year old rookie who's you know 5'11 and you know not very good so I uh t- when you're talking about the list of Warren Moon, Jeff George, Randall Cunningham, Yannick Eckhart, who's been on this show. I was talking to him earlier this week, and we were off last week when Russell Wilson rumors were, uh, you know, he could be intrigued by the Vikings. And I told Yannick, because uh, Yannick is too young to have been a Vikings fan from that era, I said back when I was a teenager, that would have been the solution the Vikings would have had. That They would have went and signed Russell Wilson. He would get him for really cheap, and that would be the guy. That's how the Vikings used to do things. And I just, because, you know, if you didn't live through it, you don't really understand it. So I told him about that. So a point of order on Russell Wilson. Uh, the next thing I want to ask you, Cora, I was going to ask Bryant about the Ravens because he won a Super Bowl there, but he hasn't joined us yet. So I'm going to pivot and ask you this. Out of the, the Ravens and the Chiefs and then the 49ers and those damn Lions, when you watch those teams win last weekend or you expect them, you know, you're going to watch them this weekend, how far off are the Vikings from being in that type of category where, you know, you'd feel like this roster is good enough to get to a conference championship? Is it is it two years away? Is it, hey, baby, it's this year? How far? Honestly, in all honesty, I'm of the delusional mindset that we could have, if Kirk Cousins would have stayed healthy, I think maybe this well, I don't know. It could have, we could have competed. I don't know if we would have won, but we definitely could have competed. I think he probably was a few games. I don't think we would beat the Lions, but, or be the first place, but I think he would, he's worth at least three games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think we're too far off. If we lose people, I think we fall. Like if we lose Daniil, I don't think we'll lose Justin, and I don't think we'll lose Daniil. But like if we do, I think it's long, it's like going to be a few years. Just, I, I mean, we're going to lose Harrison Smith, and he's going to retire soon. So I feel like it'll be a few years. If we don't lose them, I feel like, I mean, heck, I think we could have held our own. I think our defense is as good as the Chiefs' defense. I don't think Kirk, obviously Kirk Cousins is as good as Mahomes, but I think our offense is as good as the Chiefs offense. And they they look pretty hot and cold and they managed to win. Granted, they have Patrick Mahomes, but like we beat San Francisco. Granted, they weren't, you know, super healthy at that time. But like, I feel like we could have been a competitor at least. If we keep everyone, I think we could, it we Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how far off we are. Not far off. Yeah. Okay. That's not far off. I'm going to ask you the same thing, Ron, but I also want to. 
No, that's all right. <laughs> I want to ask you this too, Ron. Even if you don't outwardly endorse a trade up the board, let's say Quazy does want to do that, like allegedly he wanted to do for Anthony Richardson or Bryce Young. Have you circled a quarterback out of the top three or four that you want the Vikings to get if they you know, trade the farm for a guy? I mean, I, I think I go back to last year when I said Caleb Williams or Drake May. I think those are the the two that uh, not only bring the highest floor, but the highest ceiling. Um, whereas Caden Daniels, he's a wild card. Um, admittedly, I don't trust Kevin O'Connell with that style of quarterback. I just don't. Um, and I think the Josh Dobbs experience, um, I think that's more on Dobbs and his ineptitude when it comes to actually being able to throw the ball. Um, but like if we, had, if we had a Lamar Jackson, like I don't trust that. Like look at how, how all those years were under who was their offensive coordinator last year that like mm. they didn't fully understand how to use them. Like Roman. you have to know how to use your talent. And, but then on the flip side, when you have a wide receiver like Jefferson, when you have Addison and Hawkinson in the mix too, you can't, I personally, you can't have a Lamar Jackson type quarterback. You need more of a, that Brock Purdy type, you know, someone who's going to get the ball out of their hands, make quick and smart reads um, because you want the ball in the playmakers hands and you don't want to put your quarterback at risk. So, um, so I, yes, like I, I like what I've seen from Drake may and Caleb Williams. um, But again, there's, there's other factors uh, like the Caleb Williams part. Like I know like he gets picked apart because, you know, he's the Heisman last year and, you know, coming in this year and um, is he too soft? Like where, which that part doesn't bother me because in today's era of the NIL and everything, like if your team's out, like what's the point of really playing when you're in, going on to that next stage. Um, so that part doesn't bother me, but <clears throat> um you know, again, what it, how is he going to work in an NFL style offense? But same can be said about any quarterback. Go back to Peyton Manning when it was him or Ryan Leaf. And one went on to, in my opinion, be the greatest quarterback of all time and the other greatest bust of all time. So you never know what you're going to get out of those out of those guys. So um, it's hard. Like I guess I endorse them if they again identify someone. This is the game changer that we want. This is our Patrick Mahomes. Go and do what you need to do to, to do that. But you also have to make it work. You can't, uh, you can't have too many holes um, on the defense and not saying that Bryce young um, is void of any fault, but you know, you put him in a situation like that and the number one pick looks pretty bad. Would you trust O'Connell with say- a pocket passer, Ron? I, I would. Um, I, I mean, again, pocket passer with this have that escapability you need yeah. to be able to extend plays you know um but yeah like i think o'connell is you know obviously he's like i said he's a, i think he's a very good head coach i think play calling leaves a little bit to be determined but i think he i go by off of him he was not a mobile guy like he's mm-hmm. a pocket passer that's what he knows so the, the best knowledge he can you know divulge is what he knows in his system in Sean McVay's system where, where, whether it's McVay or, you know, Kyle Shanahan, those type of guys, they don't have mobile quarterbacks. Like they have guys who, mm-hmm. again, quick read three step balls out, but you got to be able to, you know, read the, read the field. So um, I trust him in developing that type of guy. Um, and I do see that in Caleb Williams and Drake may again, with some escapability as well. I hope that if they do draft a quarterback that 
I mean, whether it's Kirk Cousins, I hope it's Kirk Cousins, but that they keep someone around and don't start him right away. Yeah. That Because I just don't feel like, I mean, Patrick Mahomes has always talked about the fact that he, you know, appreciated the fact that he, Alex Smith taught him for a year. For, and look at Jordan yeah. Love. Like, Jordan Love clearly, like, Rodgers wasn't, you know, sharing company right. secrets with him, but he <laughs> sat back and he learned. It's He was able to watch. Even, like, Lamar Jackson. Like, he sat behind, behind Flacco. Completely different style of quarterback, but he sat behind him and was able to at least see how the game is played. So while, yes, it's it, CJ Strouds don't come along every draft. And if you remember, CJ Stroud was a quarterback I liked last year, number one, um, or, you know, as a top quarterback, and he's done nothing but, um, but, you know, proven everyone wrong that doubted him. Um, you know, whether it's the Wonderlick scores or, you know, turning down Manning Academy uh, <laughs> invites like Ohio state, he, but he, the, the dude just balls out. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it, but there's always a benefit. You, it's not often where if, you, or I guess, I can't remember the last time where there's been a higher high drafted quarterback who's had a chance to sit and get acclimated to the game that has come in and looked terrible. I mean, maybe Christian Ponder, uh, but Ponder was sitting <laughs> behind what and Don McNabb who just couldn't throw the ball and after a COVID year. But otherwise, his history says any quarterback that comes in and give them a little bit of time, they seem to do better. Josh Allen didn't start right away. I think he was behind Tyrod Taylor, Justin Herbert. Maybe bring in Tyrod Taylor and bring in a guy. He seems to always have a, <laughs> the, the next guy come in and, uh, and at least look the part for a bit. You know what? Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, hell no. You bring keep, him in. Keep him far away from my team. After him, every yeah. guy after him starts and is well, decent and is good. So <laughs> I think he well, – oh, shoot, what did I say? He is a – the good luck Chuck of quarterbacks. Uh, I think but he's had, he's had what one guy come in because Trey Lance didn't do it. And O'Connell. O'Connell's ass. <laughs> well, he was good, decent The other O'Connell people, Aiden. O'Connell, O'Connell, yeah, no, Aiden O'Connell, O'Connell's ass. He's, no, he's yeah. nothing. Uh, if they're going to do this system where the guy watches and learns a, I'm almost certain it'll be Kirk cousins who's in charge. And then B I'm going to guess that they don't trade up for Drake may or somebody they would find uh, like Michael Pratt Tulane, JJ McCarthy, who they can get organically at 11 or trade back. I personally don't think that they would have the patience. I don't know if the ownership would have patience to trade all the assets. Cause if you're going to trade up to get Drake may or Jane Daniels, you're going to be trading at least two firsts probably two seconds and you know, you're not going to get your draft picks back until 2026. So uh, my two cents is if they want to do the Packers plan, I think a, they either have identified Jaron Hall in house to do it, or they're going to trade for one, not Daniels, Caleb or may. Um, but we shall see on the draft. I already know Ron's response. We've talked about this. I think last week um, he can circle back to it, but right now, Cora, with how you feel about Cousins, presumably you wanting him back for at least a year or two. What is your wish list telling you right now for the 11th pick in the draft? Is it trading up to get the quarterback? Is it hanging tight and drafting a defensive lineman? Is it trading back for more picks? What's on your mind if you were crazy? So I um, I don't know too much about like where everyone stands and you know how high cornerbacks would be or whatever the only I would like to see a quarterback taken that they think could play I don't know if that would be at 
our spot 11 or if it would be later on i would like that ha- to happen mm-hmm. but also i feel like we have this cloud just over top of us that ever since zimmer stopped picking defensive backs our defense has just gone to crap so i wouldn't be mad if they bolstered the defense on in their draft pick so i would like to see a quarterback taken because i feel like Kirk's only going to be around for, I mean, I don't know how much longer he's going to want to play. He's older than most other quarterbacks. Two, three years. If we got a quarterback, if we didn't get one this one, we'd have to get one next time. And I would like to see it develop earlier rather than sooner. (laughs) Or earlier rather than later. Because I'm impatient myself. Uh, Ron, this week, Mel Kuyper finally released his first mock draft. Usually he does that in December, but it was late January, and he picked, uh, I believe it was Jared Verse for the – or no, he, was he Nate Wiggins? He was Nate Wiggins, a cornerback, the top cornerback in the class from Clemson. <clears throat> There's a lot of Jared Verse, edge rusher from Florida State. So I think, Ron, you're on record for saying that you'd prefer an impact defensive player. Have you narrowed it down to a guy, or haven't you gotten that deep in the weeds yet? So um, the guy who I really like, if again, if if we stay at eleven and go defense, um, I like Zerhan Newton. I think that's his first name, um, the defensive tackle from uh, from Illinois. I think what he brings to the table is exactly what we need. Um, again, I wish Bryant was here because Bryant can attest to this. But good teams, and you can see it by the teams that are remaining in the draft or in the in the playoffs. Good teams are built uh, in the in the trenches. Um, you look at the lions where with Frank Ragnall, uh, Penny Sewell, um, Taylor Decker, they have a good offensive line and then adding Aiden Hutchinson, um, Aylan McNeil, um, or Aylan McNeil, um, and then other guys on the front, the Niners, obviously great offensive line, great defensive line. Um, so Newton for me is the guy that would come in, fill a hole right away, whether it's three, four, four, three, doesn't matter. He's a, He's a good um, interior pass rusher, but also the run. I think that instantly helps your defense. Um, and so that would be my A topic. Um, and then obviously, whether it's corner or edge rusher, that would be kind of secondary. So, um, yeah, it's Newton, again, just from what I've seen and what I've heard about him, he he is that impact type player. I'm not going to say he's Aaron Donald or anything by any stretch of imagination, but um, you get a guy who is going to anchor that defensive front. And that makes everyone else's job a whole lot easier. Cause look at Chris Jones and Casey look at again, um, Aiden Hutchinson, what he's doing in, in Detroit. And then the, the Ravens always have a great D line. Um, even when there are no names out there, it's <laughs> always a great line. So I'm a firm believer. I'm building from the trenches out and, you fix that you uh you it's a huge home run i want another shutdown corner i no miss the old time. we have one <laughs> <laughs> we had yeah, xavier for it, a no, or yeah. two. corner is obviously great um <laughs> i missed that <laughs> yeah man it's coming up on geez uh, 2016 he was at his peak so eight long years since we had you know a, a total legitimate pro bowl cornerback um on my i've settled on uh, I do indeed want the Vikings to trade up the board, and I'm convinced that between the Commanders and Patriots, one of those two teams is going to realize that they can trade back from that pick, fill a lot of spots on their roster, and worry about quarterback. 
you know, the year after or get JJ McCarthy instead. So I want the Vikings to identify in my mind, Drake may and trade whatever it takes and uh, get the error going on him. That's my Holy grail. After a lot of deliberation, that's what I've come to. Um, but the last thing I'm going to ask you guys, we got time for one more thing. Uh, Joe Barry, if you know any Packer fans in your personal life, every single one of them bitch about Joe Barry. You ask, Hey, how you doing? They're like, Oh, Joe Barry's still employed. And that's all you heard about for at least a year. Now he's gone. And if you check any semblance of Twitter, uh, a hot name to possibly replace Joe Barry, according to Packer fans, would be Mike Zimmer. So I want to know, Cora, from you, do you think Mike Zimmer would take a defensive coordinator job? This is just a Packer fan thing right now. It's not, you know, out in the stratosphere that Zimmer that's interested. Good. Would he be a Packers defensive coordinator, A, to stick it a ticket to the Vikings, and B, would that work for Green Bay? I would take it personally <laughs> if he became the Packers defensive coordinator and I would be very bitter and very sad. I loved Zimmer. Obviously it was time, blah, 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 but I loved Zimmer. I was on the Zim train. Um, I don't, I feel like he would, I don't know if he would mesh well with some of the players they have, but I think anytime, I mean, he's, he just has a, the defensive mind. I think that he might be old school, but I feel like some old school coaches are kind of making their ways back around and being effective again. And mm -hmm. if he took that job, it would be the biggest FU to the Minnesota Vikings. I think it would probably be like, screw you guys. <laughs> I'm going to whoop your booty every single year. Um, and I would take it personal if he took it. And this is just, and I really hope the, it's not. This just applies to like the Packers and Bears, right? You wouldn't care if he goes to be a defensive coordinator for the Chargers or Commanders. Is that correct? No, I would be fine if it was outside of the division. I mean, Bears, I even, I mean, it would be a, I would take it a little personal, but yeah, I probably I mean, wouldn't take it as personal if it was the Packers. It's unlikely that would happen because Everfluss is there and, you know, he's kind of like the Zimmer that we had runs the thing. Uh, all right, so Ron Cora would take it personally. A, do you think Zimmer <laughs> would take the the Packers job, and then B, would it get on your nerves to the utmost? I mean, I, yes, I'm a Zimmer fan. I always was. Um, I wouldn't take it personally. It's you know, if he wants his way back in the NFL, like you know, I don't think he's he's the type of guy that would look at it to stick it stick it to the Vikings. I think he's got it more with Spielman than anything. Um, or like, I think that's his beef um, with how that went down. But also I don't think he would like, I don't think the Packers would either want him or he'd want the Packers. Cause you think he wants to deal with another Carlson kicker. Like last time he cut him after week two. I'm pretty sure on what Anders Carlson would be gone long gone from that <laughs> team. If, uh, if Zimmer was there, especially after him not being able to make kicks. So, um, I, I mean, I don't know if, if he makes his way back, uh, so be it. I wouldn't um, mind seeing Alexander you know, I, and Zim I, <laughs> butting heads. El, yeah. Alexander would likely be gone. I would assume. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, mean, I don't think that would work because Zimmer is a no bullshit kind of guy. So what <laughs> is uh, the last question I'll ask you guys unrelated to Zimmer is who gets to the Super Bowl this weekend, Ron? I I think I said this even last year. Like I have a hard time betting against Patrick Mahomes. Um, it's <clears throat> even look at Sunday. Like he see, when when a play needs to be made, doesn't matter who the talent is around him. Um, he 
gets it done. Um, and I think their defense has been great this year. Like, you know, with uh, uh, Jarius Sneed being their lockdown corner. And um, I know they've had some injuries out there, but, you know, Nick Bolton at linebacker has been great. Chris Jones, obviously. I think they have enough um, to deal with the Ravens and their physicality because that that's what it comes down to. The Ravens, they impose their will on teams, both offensively and defensively. I just think, um, well, one part is going to be is Marlon Humphrey playing. Um, mm-hmm. cause that's huge. Um, where she rice, I think has, uh, um, emerged as a, as a legit wide receiver. And, uh, obviously Travis Kelsey, like he, you know, he, he slowed down by Travis Kelsey's <laughs> standards, but yeah. dude's still dominant. And he's, uh, he, he, he goes out there and he gets the job done. So, um, <clears throat> if Isaiah Pacheco keeps running like the, the angry little toddler that he, <laughs> that he looks like, um, man, he, he can cause some problems for that Ravens defense as well. But again, I've, uh, I will never bet against Patrick Mahomes in a, in a must win situation because I think he's only lost one of those. And that was the Super Bowl to Tom Brady. So you have chiefs 49ers, I guess. And the Fast burrow. I have Chiefs Niners. Yeah, the Lions. I feel are just going to get curb stomped. Um, they're yeah, excellent. Uh, my preseason prediction for the Super Bowl was Ravens over 49ers, and I'm damn proud of it. Sticking with it, Cora. Nice. Yeah, I have it in print too. You know, you I have can't it all back dated. out now. Yeah, wow. oh, I have it all dated. Uh, I pulled it up a couple times just to look at it. Uh, all right, Cora, you tell me who gets <laughs> to the Super Bowl. Um, I, uh, definitely chiefs, same thing. I just, I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. He's a, I mean, during the season, he, there were so many people like questioning, is he overrated? He's washed. And I'm like, he's Patrick Mahomes. And then he gets to the playoffs and it's a different person. Um, I, I, I mean, he overcame like ridiculously bad offensive line play. He overcame bad wide receivers. I mean, he just does. He just is. He just, he's the Chiefs. I think he will. Um, I think he'll make it to the Super Bowl. And then I, it'll, I want to tentatively say the 49ers, but that's only if you get good Brock Purdy. I think the Lions could definitely pose a challenge to them. I like every single game, I'm like, there's no way they'll win. There's no way they'll win. And then, I mean, heck, they're, they're one game away. So I think I've just misjudged them all year. Mm-hmm. So I think if there's a good Brock Purdy, I think they'll lose. And if he struggles and doesn't do great, I think they take advantage of so many opportunities. And I mean, heck, they have a heck of a coach that's super inspirational. So I think I I tentatively say the 49ers, but I think the Lions could pull it out. But I'm going to say 49ers and Chiefs as well. Yeah, Brock Purdy went through a weird, like, hour-long stretch during that game of real time where I was thinking, they got to put in Sam Darnold. This is for all the marbles. He couldn't complete a pass. And then finally, yeah. it came back on that drive. <clears throat> and then you guys were showering all this praise on Mahomes. I wanted to mention this before we hop off air. I am very glad that the Chiefs won because if the Bills had won, we would have, we would have had to listen all offseason. Oh, has Josh Allen climbed over the power rankings of Patrick Mahomes? Because the quarterback wins crowd would have run run wild with it and been like, oh, they're 1A and 1B now. And it really would have bugged the shit out of me. All right, Cora, we appreciate you joining us, filling in for yeah. Sally. Ron, Thanks for having me. Yeah, totally. Ron, we're going to have to get in contact with Bryant, figure out what the hell happened. Um, but we will see you, Ron, in a couple weeks. And then, Cora, you let us know. Whenever you want to come on, we got room for you, all right? Sounds good. All right, guys, have a good night. You too. Later. Yeah. Have a good one.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.